Hello and welcome back to another wonderful, amazing anti-social chat show. I am one of your co-hosts, Tara Tomiko, digital marketer, lover of all things apps and chatbots lately. And I'm with my lovely co-host here. Hello, my name is Alana Gould and I am chief copywriter and undomestic goddess at Creative Copywriting. Hey, it's great to be back speaking with you today, Eleanor. I think this show is going to be amazing because we're talking about, well, we're talking about people that who are showboaters, aren't we, today? Indeed, yeah. Um, if, if everyone knows what that means, show me. Well, why don't you explain what that means? I know, I think I, I know what that means, but I'd like to know your definition. <laughs> I just have to remember that we obviously have an international crowd. So um, basically, we're talking about people who like to kind of pump themselves up and express how fantastic they are. And then when it comes time to deliver, everything falls a bit flat. Okay. Well, I see that obviously, well, we all see it a lot online. Sometimes people um, have these great big headlines, you know, I can do this, I can do that. But actually, when you do a little bit of delving, you think "Hmm, that's odd. Because, for example, if you see um, somebody who's trying to sell you marketing services and then you go and or social media marketing and you go and have a look at them online and they've got no social media presence that always that always you know um, wrong fits me a bit and it's the same I see obviously in copywriting world and people can't market themselves properly Um, and I understand that actually because it's a bit like the cobbler's children who you know have no shoes sometimes you can be you know working um, too much for your clients and actually forget about forget about but not put as much attention into your own marketing or copy or whatnot but I don't think there's always um, a good excuse for it so for example if you were a hypnotherapist who's uh, selling your services um to for people who want to quit smoking and you smoke i mean that would be a red flag to me but and it's hold a bit on like a moment mm-hmm. my mum was a nurse and she smoked yeah but she wasn't a hypnotherapist selling her services to say she can help you stop smoking sorry ma just calling you out like that <laughs> <laughs> okay i see what you mean okay so if you're selling a service to help somebody else usually in business so for example if you're a business coach but you've never actually uh, run a business my quick my question is well how would you know to properly advise somebody that's not saying I totally disagree with it because there I'm sure in some circumstances you know like if you take a sports coach or anything a coach is a you know someone who spurs you on and you know gives you ideas or anything so you don't have to be um, you know great at the particular sport I guess or discipline but I've always thought, well, it does help. But my um, gripe, really, if I have one, is when I see people online um, shouting about how good they are at something, but there's no no proof of that, which is what I call show, not tell. So, right. for example, if I was to start... Um, saying I'm a you know I'm a copywriter I'd like to write for you but I have no content myself to prove that to me I'd think well how is anybody ever going to to, you know trust in me where's that trust there if I haven't got the proof that I can do that you know this is kind of interesting because I know that we we are talking about the online world Mm -hmm. but it did make me think of that um that classic saying that if you can't is it something like if you can't those who can't do teach yeah kind of thing 
But I know it's a completely different thing because it's interesting. There was um, a post today, no, an ad, a Facebook ad. Um, and I, I have taken to ignoring um, the actual ads themselves and reading the comments. Hilarious. Um, and it was one of those typical couple of guys on a boat. It wasn't a yacht, but it was on a, they were on a boat. And I'm assuming from the comments that the webinar was all about how they had made tons of money and they're on mm. this, you know, they're on this boat in Jamaica with these women. And, and people say, well, if you have all of that, all of that success, why would you need to be running Facebook ads? Why would you need to be teaching people? If everything is going great, why do you need to teach you know, other people? Now, I found that a bit weird because I thought, number one, if they've done a great job and they're teaching people, then they're just increasing their revenue, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're obviously making more money. But it, 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 it seemed to be that from the webinar, a lot of people thought that they were this, you know, this type, well, you, you haven't shown us anything. And then what was interesting, because this, um, uh, these guys, because I don't want to name them, these guys were recommended to me by someone that found them very useful. So I, I find them to be credible. But what somebody said was, is they just don't know how to market themselves. They did do great. They are great. They're really good at teaching. But their webinar probably sucked and their marketing skills are just awful. However, their replies to comments, I think, were pretty cool. They weren't, you know, they took it all on the chin and just got on with it. But I think it's these type of uh, posts and ads and the way people are displaying themselves could be, could be the problem. Yeah, it could be. But, you know, having said that, I guess a counter argument to that would be um, there are plenty of people who are millionaires and doing really well and still carry on working. Gary Vee, Jeff Bezos, all that. Right. Lot, you know, so, you know, some people just they love and are so passionate about what they do that. So that is who that that is part of who they are and I totally get that um I guess my what I'm seeing for example on LinkedIn is um when people uh say oh hire me for this or that or I'm a good market or I'm a great copywriter that kind of thing but surely that is the one place where you can actually display your skills without having to have that great big call to action you know you could just by subtly you know telling stories or um providing valuable content you can prove that you're good at marketing yourself or copywriting right. or that kind of thing anyway and i'm sure you see that as well in your own field tara okay no definitely i mean it's interesting because i'm one of those people who i have a website and i help my clients with their blogging and i don't blog often but i've i what i tell people is is that you know you have to find a platform that you use um, that's going to bring you success, what works for you. And I lately have come to realize that writing on my blog has never been a way of me getting exposure, mm -hmm. right, of clients coming to me. And I think it's more to do with the fact that I'm obviously very much a, I like speaking, I like video. And a lot of people who blog and do a lot of content, I don't see them on a video. I don't see them. You know, do so you're thing. using the channels that work for you, but you're exactly. still marketing yourself. What I'm saying exactly. is you're not, and not marketing yourself and then saying to your potential, your prospects, right. you know, do a really good job for you. If you, have, you know, they wouldn't come to you unless they, you were doing a good enough job marketing yourself. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's entirely true. I guess I, I, I guess the type of people that you're seeing, I really want to see who these people are. I mean, I do get it. The ones that I'm used to seeing are those who 
even have testimonials and have, um, you know, all, all these people talking about how wonderful they are. But, you know, I'm really good at following through on these testimonials. I click through and see who are these people and, and Google them and use my little spy tools. And a lot, a lot of them are fake. Oh, really? Well. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. Also, when you see a testimonial and I say, oh, you know, Tara's fab, that doesn't really mean anything. No. Of course, you are fab. Of but, I, you know, I want to see, yeah, but why is Tara fab? What um, right. results did she get you? And I know actually you ask people um, in your, you've got a testimonial questionnaire type thing. I'm yep. sure I've seen it, which, yep. which I guides did. people I did. on how to, and I think that's a really good idea if you're going to have a testimonial to. Um, guide well, your client how to write it, it as well. It's interesting you said it because what we talk about social proof. So we're, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about when you have your um, uh, your services, you need to market them so that people can see that mm-hmm. you know that you can do what you what you say you can do. And social proof, which is you know having testimonials, are quite important. But one thing that I've noticed is missing from a lot of testimonials are click-throughs, like the, the URL link to the person's website or LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I have. If somebody asks me for a testimonial that's going on their website, I pretty much want to manage that. I'm managing my optics. I'm like, okay, can you just make sure you use my name like this and um, link to this page? It's normally just my website. Um, and I use my own guided testimonial form to fill out to and to give sorry to give to that person so i never say that oh i've worked with so and so and they're fat i will literally explain why but then you're a process queen aren't you so well, well this is that. but this is the thing this is why for me i think as we are talking about people who are you know and i use the word showboating um I think that it could just be a trap. Maybe that some of these, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt for a minute. Maybe they are great. It's just that they're using that kind of, that kind of ick way of doing things, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that's what's missing. They just need to process. Because for me, I think um, when, I, when I'm explaining what I do, I, obviously I need to be able to back it up. I can use percentages and so forth. But, you know, I like my visuals. I like my workflows, my flow charts and so forth. So I will use that and I will show. And I think people just don't take the time in business to work on that aspect to, so that they can actually show. And, and when you'd mentioned LinkedIn, isn't LinkedIn the prime place to put, you have a place to put some media there, any video you have done. Yeah. You can put samples of your work. Um, a lot of copywriters talk about, mm, I've signed an NDA. Okay take something that you've written for a client and kind of repurpose it in a way instead of it let's just say you worked for the local government and you can't put that on your site then pretend it was a security firm just kind of rework it just so that people can see i know your eyes went somewhere there no i just thought well i've got a better idea if you're a writer and you're selling yourself on linkedin why don't you just do what i do and post that you know what I mean? So you can see my style of writing straight away. I don't. Need However, to... come on, Eleanor. You know, and I'm sure you've met clients who've asked you for samples of your work, and your first thought is, uh, "Duh, read my website. Hello, look at what I've done." Um, I have, but also the trouble is um, with having a portfolio is. A, a lot of those websites change over time. So work you did, I mean, you can take a PDF of it and, and well, of course, not yeah. that's not a problem. Um, a lot of them are confidential. Um, a lot of the work I do, people don't, you know, it's, it is very confidential. And I, 
obviously I respect my clients confidentiality but really no one person is the same so I can give you samples but that's not going to be for you like for example um people often say daft things really um I'm sorry but they do like I want um I really like Apple's website I want one like that and I want my copy like that and I think what well, are you Apple no <laughs> You, you know so right. you know there is that um side of things as well so i do ask people if they've seen any copy or the tone of voice and all that kind of thing as well but really everybody is or should be different so even if you have got a kind of sample copy that you've done before it's not exactly going to fit that other person's what they require really right. it's not but this is what clients ask for. That's the point I'm making. Yeah, I yeah, They yeah, ask for it. You need proof, definitely. One thing is, is educating, you know, potential clients on how the whole copywriting works and it makes sense to look through, um, you know, your website and your LinkedIn. But I have seen, especially even in your group, in your Facebook copywriting group, um, that, you know, some of the members say, you know, oh, clients have asked me for samples of my work. So mm -hmm. if we know that that's what's going to be asked, and the sticking point is the work you've done is confidential. Yeah, and I think yeah, there should yeah. be a way of put of of utilizing the um the space that you have on LinkedIn to, to uh, do Yeah, and there is and you can do mock-ups. I've seen people do right. that really effectively as well. Even mock-ups of, you know, ads you've seen and other stuff that you think you, you could do better or you know. Right. So right. yeah, a lot of people have mock-ups or this is the kind of thing I'd do. So absolutely, yeah. I don't have any notes on my LinkedIn. I can't even remember what I put on there. I think there's a video. I like doing video. I love video. But copywriters are not fans of video, I've noticed. You, you're, you're slightly different. Yeah, well, I am different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let me ask you this. What, putting you on the spot now, what tips would you give? What a surprise. Tara, you put me on the spot never you never throw me a curveball never no actually what i did was i wrote it all down first and checked with you before we started this show no you so didn't you would be prepared no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> we don't lie when we say we don't really prepare for these <laughs> but go on i, I want to know now let's just say you have come across someone who is doing this all show and they can't back anything up let's just say we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're really good at what they do what three tips or you can just give one would you give to say a copywriter who is doing this um what three tips would you give them to make sure that they don't come across that way three tips uh one um whew. That's a good point. I mean, I, I can only go on what my own experience, okay? okay? And so I would say, you know, what we've already said, if you haven't got um, a portfolio, then make up a dummy portfolio to display your skills. Mm -hmm. Two, start using your skills to actually market yourself for your copyright at the end of the day. You know, right? You can write. You can write. There's enough platforms out there that need content. Fill it up with it. Three, um, have faith in yourself you know, have value what you do. If you've set yourself up to be a, a you know, to be a copywriter and, you know, it, it, to, or anything, you can be really nervous and, and you should be as well, um, you know, just keep it a bit more edgy. Um, but value what you do. Don't just think that you're what you have to offer. You haven't got anything to offer to anybody. I always say copywriting um, is secondary. First of all, as a copywriter, you're, you're there to solve 
business's problems. That's what you are. You're a business enabler. You're you're part of that your whole machine, if you like. So you're not just a writer. You are someone who's helping the business. Great tips there. So, yeah. yeah, for putting me on the spot. You wait. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, I just can't <laughs> ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I will next time. <laughs> no, that's great. And I think I think maybe. Um, when it comes to the, the online space right now, there are just so many different ways of doing things. I think some people, I don't know what the phrase is, but they just get frozen. Now I want to sing a song from the film Frozen. But they just freeze. And so they do nothing. And, and instead just say that, hire me, hire me. Because really, uh, as you said, as a copywriter, they should be able to use you know words to express themselves. But it's not even just copywriters. I don't want this to be about just about copywriters, even though that's how I put you on the spot. But I think anybody who's who's working in the online space and is trying to um, you know get clients online, I think you just probably need to take a look at how it looks to everyone else. But some yeah. people don't. Some people don't care. So and don't be afraid either, I'd say. You know, the online space when you're on the outside looking in seems, you know, you look at other people and, and it's a scary old place, really, because, you know, you're open to any comment on right. if you're working in social media. People can just make, you know, comments and, you know, they can be quite hurtful. But, you know, unfortunately, if you're working in the online space, which most of us are nowadays, um, for the sort of skills we're offering, you know, you have to be a bit bold and you have to get a thick skin. Just go out there and do it. I've made lots of mistakes. <laughs> Me too. I think I've made one in this show. I'm so sorry. No, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Unless you have anything else. No, I haven't. So that's been great, Tara. So it's love, peace and great copy for me. <laughs> and it's ciao, ciao from me. We will Bye. see you in the next show. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>